the 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911. I want my share of love, and might as well be known. But I ain't thinking of one girl to love alone. That ain't the way it's gonna be. I'm on my own and I am free, and I've been satisfied. So I don't wanna be tired. <laughs> Somebody's love. Welcome back to the Dave Conklin Program, our hometown radio station, News Talk 920 KVC and 96.5. This is Gary J. Freiburg sitting in for Dave. And where did you get that song? Who is that? Is that Elvis? You're kidding me, right? That's Elvis? Yes, Elvis. Wow. Well, man. I, I thought maybe it was an Elvis impersonator. No, no, that's Elvis, man. You mean? I've seen others. But, uh, what movie is that from? That, uh... Live a little, no, not live a little, love a little. Uh, Trouble with Girls, I believe. Ah, one of the classics that he made. Yeah. All right, thank you for that. I, I appreciate that. Getting ready to join us in studio. It's always nice to have a uh, guest in studio. Is Travis Myers, and Travis uh, works uh, well. He works for one of the home delivery services. And Travis, tell us, uh, what is it that you do? What I do is I bring groceries to people. All over the county. They okay. order them. I go pick them up from the store. I have to select them in the store, and I drop them off right on their doorstep. I bring booze. I bring food. Whatever. That's what I do. Hmm. Are you an employee or an independent contractor? We are defined as independent contractors. I know there's been a lot of to-do about how people are defined um, for tax purposes, payments, but we are independent contractors. Mm -hmm. So is that what is referred to as the gig economy? That would be, Gary, the gig economy. That is a good... Because, yeah, I was talking with someone that, that didn't know what the a gig economy was. Shame on them. <laughs> no, no, no. We don't shame anybody here. Whoops. <laughs> yeah, we don't shame anybody. So um, then the gig economy is made up for uh, of people who act as independent contractors um, for different types of services. And um, so then do you set your own schedule? It is as simple as this. I turn on the app and I begin working. I turn the app off. And I'm done working, although I do hold myself to a 40-hour, 9 to 5, about 10 to 6 work week. I try and take one or two days off, but I've been known to work seven days a week because this gig economy requires hustle. You have to be self-motivated. It's not like a normal job where you go in at a defined time. You're told what to do. You're really your own boss, essentially kind of your own business, the way I like to look at it. So it requires uh, discipline. Yeah, it requires discipline, that elusive word. Uh-huh. Um, because I think there's a lot of, of mystery about about the whole thing, the idea of the gig economy. I mean, it's a recently fairly new form of employment for people. I suppose so. I think people have always, you know, held multiple jobs. You know, uh, somebody might be a landscaper during the day and work as a bartender in the evening. That, to me, defines somebody who is hustling, somebody who is, I guess, part of this gig economy. But 
I think in particular what we're talking about is the whole range of services that didn't exist before, your Ubers, your Lyfts, uh, uh-huh. DoorDash, stuff like that. Uh-huh. How long have you been a driver? A little bit over two years, Gary. Don't call me that. Um, well, then it's something that you must like. I do like it. I do I like the freedom of it. Um, and I get paid pretty well. And, yeah, I really enjoy it. Hmm. How often do you get paid? Well, the cool thing about this is you get paid immediately if you want. You have essentially a count within the app. You complete a job, business goes in, or money goes into that account, and then you're able to cash in anytime. In particular, mine goes straight into my Venmo account. So if I do a $10 job and I need that $10 right then, I can immediately cash out afterwards. So you get paid as often as you want. I try and let it accrue over the period of the week and then just cash out on a Sunday at the end of the workday. Right, right. But um, every time that you're working, every day that you're working, you're getting paid immediately. Correct. Hmm. Well, that, that could come in real handy. I don't know per se if the other um, apps, if the other employment services. services do it that way, but the one I work for in particular works that way. Mm-hmm. Do you think that one can rely on this as a regular employment or is delivering a, a, a second job for most drivers? You know, a lot of people do do it as their primary form of employ- employment. I personally wouldn't recommend that because sometimes it slows down a little bit. It can be variable. Um, here in San Luis in the summertime, when the students leave, you have a lot less people in town, so it's less busy. you got families traveling. Also, you know, people do make it work as their primary thing. Me in particular, I would have it as a supplementary income. Mm-hmm. Um, but once again, uh, you can control your schedule, uh, how often you work and how long you work. Correct. Well, that that has a lot of advantages. Absolutely, man. For somebody, you know, I know a lot of people who, uh, who have families, a mom who might work for a few hours after she drops the kids off before she has to pick them up from school. So if you have more prominent uh, life necessities, then it's something that works good. You want to work for a couple hours, you want to work only on the weekends, you want to work a certain time of the year, then yeah, entering into this gig economy might not be a bad thing for you. Mm-hmm. Are positions always open or are companies limiting to the number of drivers that they'll have in a regional area? I can only speak for the service that I work for, and I know there are points when it fills up that people will apply and they get put on a waiting list. With all the different varieties of delivery services, seems like there would be one. Or, of course, you know, again, there's the Ubers, the Lyfts. I don't know how that works, but it seems like people are always being hired. Mm-hmm. So it's something um, viable that a person can do tomorrow if they decided that they wanted to start doing this. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Everybody, if you did just hope uh, happen to join us here on Hometown Radio on the Dave Congleton Program, this is Gary J. Freiberg sitting in for Dave. Our guest is Travis Myers, and Travis is uh, one of the workers in the gig economy. He works for one of the home delivery services. We're going to find out more details on what that is like, what it entails, and the minuses and the pluses of it. Stay here for just a couple minutes, and we'll be right back.
All right, welcome back to our hometown radio station, News Talk 920 KVC and 96.5 FM, the Dave Congolin Show. This is Gary J. Freiberg sitting in for Dave. And with us in the studio is Travis Myers. Travis works with one of the home delivery services in the gig economy. Finding out more about that and the accessibility of it, um, which is interesting to know that a person can, can do it. Travis, what do you like most about what you're doing? That's a good question, man, because there's a lot that I like about it. Ultimately, I guess I enjoy the freedom of it. As we talked earlier, um, I turn the app on, I'm working. I turn it off, I'm not working. If there's a day that I don't feel like I'm working, I don't work. So I do like that flexibility. But again, it does take self-discipline and time management. I still have rent to pay, bills to pay, so I just kind of have to figure out on my own how much to work. So I do enjoy that sense of freedom. Yeah, that can be a, a very attractive part. I was wondering if you were on if you're on vacation, let's say you're in LA, you're in Modesto, you're in Kansas City, wherever you're at, you ever just turn on the app and be like, "All right, I'll deliver some stuff." Like I don't, I don't even know where I'm at right now, but I'll do it anyway. Well, man, the point of being on vacation, I suppose, is not working, but absolutely, I have been on road trips before, turned it on just to see, "Hey, what's going on here?" And yeah, you could go anywhere. You could go, you know, let's say yeah. I want to go to Santa Barbara for a weekend and just deliver stuff to people i theoretically could although i haven't because i love san Luis. yeah but you know you figure maybe you're down in la you're you, you're waiting for someone and they're getting their hair done you're like i got two hours to kill you know <laughs> absolutely man I, I should do that next time i go out of town man that's a great idea well there's not many jobs that have that kind of flexibility those kind of those kind of options. Also, part of going on vacation. Let's just say I was lucky enough to go on vacation for a week or two. I come back, I still got the job. So that's another cool thing. I have actually gone traveling for as long as three weeks. Came right back, immediately started working the next day. So that's pretty cool, man. A job that you don't have to ask. Oh, can I have time off? You just take the time off, and then you work hard to make that up when you get back. Right. Is there one particular biggest drawback that you think of? Biggest drawback, um, I guess for those that don't enjoy working with the public or being in public a lot, then it would kind of be an automatic detriment to the appeal of the job. Um, I guess the sometimes it's busy, sometimes it's not. So that would be, there's nothing really about the job that I don't like, but it can be sometimes... You're just driving around waiting for a job to come up on the app. So, uh, that, you know. So, but, but most of the time, um, you don't have to wait that long. You turn on the app and you, something comes up. I, normally. Normally. There is, you know, certain days of the week when it's busier. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday tend to be busier. Middle of the week can be a little bit slower. But, yeah, it's something that you just have to have patience. Sometimes I find myself sitting in the parking lot of a store waiting for things to come up, but that's just part of the job and you kind mm-hmm. of get used to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there a competition then for when a, a job comes up? on? Who gets yeah, it? unfortunately there is, man. Um, I fraternize a little bit with fellow drivers, but I don't see them as my coworkers. I do, unfortunately, see them as competitors because a lot of times a job will come up, it shows you the dollar amount. Ooh, that's juicy. I want to jump on it, but... Boom, it's gone immediately because somebody else grabbed it. So you just got to be quick, man. You got to have your thumbs hovering over your phone sometimes. Hmm. So has the field become more crowded, say, in the last two years when you've been doing it? 
In particular, for the service that I work for, yes, it has. I think more people have been drawn into the gig economy. They like the idea of flexibility. They like the idea of not working a traditional job. So I'd say, yeah, there has been more people entering it, but also the demand has been greater. Two years ago, I know that the demand for the particular service I work for, uh, home delivery, was not as big as it was. I think COVID came along, and uh, we were offered this um, this easier route of not having to go to the store, and COVID was over, and a lot of people just kept doing it because you don't have to go to the store, you don't have to pack up the kids to go to the store. Somebody just drops it off on uh, your doorstep, and who doesn't like that? Right. Uh, how much extra is added to the person's bill to have the delivery service? Man, that's a good question. I have never been on the shopper side of it. Um, I think it's, you know, it's probably somewhat significant. It's all... 10%? I don't like guessing, man, but yeah, probably somewhere around there. You know, groceries are expensive enough as it is. We all know that. So I think everybody sort of has to weigh convenience versus the extra expense. Do you right. not want to leave your house and pay a little extra? Me, I'm old-fashioned. I still go to the store myself because I'm cheap and I don't like paying more. <laughs> well, especially with the price of groceries these days. Is shopping for other people stressful? There shouldn't be anything too stressful about being in a supermarket, in my opinion. Um, I do see fellow workers uh, a lot of the time shopping with a little bit of that panic in their eye. I've been doing it long enough where there's a clock going and you're supposed to have it done by a certain time. That doesn't really phase me. I'm not going to get stressed out shopping for somebody. But I do believe that the people that have been doing it, not quite as long. They're a little more caught up with trying to be super quick about it. I'd just rather be complete and efficient. The customer feedback is a big thing. If you get too many low reviews, you can actually get kicked off. So mm -hmm. I just try and do as good as possible. If I'm not able to find something, I take the time to chat with them and get a good replacement. That's a, a big deal for this service that I work for, is just making sure that you can replace the item that is gone. If you happen to just join us on Hometown Radio, the Dave Congleton program, this is Gary J. Freiberg sitting in for Dave here on News Talk KBC. We're talking with Travis Myers, and Travis is works for one of the home delivery services, the, the gig economy, and there's a lot of still novelty, newness um, for that. Um, is there pressure knowing that each customer can rate you? Um. I am so good at my job okay. that I get five-star reviews all the time. So if somebody, the complainers will complain if they want to. It doesn't impact me too greatly. I have learned hard lessons over the years not to take any um, shortcuts, but there's not much pressure personally. Do you get to write reviews on the people you deliver to? I so wish I could. I so wish I could, but no, that is not part of the deal. <laughs> What would you say to a customer who uses a home delivery service? Hi. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I is say? there any kind of message like be kind, acknowledge that we're trying the best we can? I mean, if you don't like the avocado I picked for you, please don't ding me. Anything particular? Yes, absolutely. I think it's important to remember that there's a human on the other side of your phone, on the other side of that app. We're so used to technology now, sometimes we might forget that there's an actual person on the other side. A lot of the a lot of people are kind. There are some people who I have the feeling that they have kind of lost the 
sense that there is a human on the other side. It's still good to be polite to all people um, because karma is a real thing, I believe. Um, so. so in your preparation, is there a particular type of preparation that you do um, before, say, you start a shift? 25 jumping jacks. No, man, I just wake <laughs> up like any other job and I get pretty, get dressed, take a shower, eat breakfast, and then I go tackle the world. So it's just like any other job, man. You're racing the clock in the morning. I make sure that I'm out the door at 9.30 every morning. Uh-huh. I like getting up, making my coffee and stuff like that, but I like moving at a leisurely pace. I don't like being stressed out. Mm-hmm. And you make sure on how you're presented, how you're dressed, um, and, and how you look. You don't have a whole lot of interaction with customers. I just don't like to wear sweatpants out in the world, but I have seen people, you know, from A to Z. I've seen people in sandals and shorts, and I've seen people mm, like in a suit type of thing. So, yeah, and I think it's all personal style. You, That is one cool thing about the job. You're not going into a workplace or an office where you're expected to, to look a certain way. Mm-hmm. But still... If you're handing somebody their groceries, um, you want to look presentable. Absolutely, of course. Yeah, you don't want a, a dirty person bringing your your food. Honestly, there's not a lot of interaction with the customers. Maybe for more like a Uber or a Lyft or that type of thing, you would want to maintain a certain appearance. In my particular world, I'm just dropping off groceries on the doorsteps. If there's alcohol, I have to uh, make contact with the person and scan their ID. But there's not a lot of uh, actual face-to-face with the customer. I think that's what people like about it. Just somebody anonymously drops their groceries off, and they don't have to go to the store. So mm. yeah. so when you're shopping for someone else, are you careful, like if someone wants a banana, are you careful on what that banana looks like, what that tomato looks I'm like? I'm going to pick out the best banana possible. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely, because... Again, people might give you bad feedback. There's certain stores where the produce is not very good, and you kind of have to get what you're working with. Me in particular, I would usually text people, maybe show them a picture of, like, this is the only produce available. This is what it looks like. Do you want it? Um, I try and pick out stuff that I would eat. I wouldn't try and pick out anything that I wouldn't eat at home myself. Mm -hmm. Has shopping for other people's affected your own personal shopping habits? Um, no, not really, per se. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I still buy, like, three things at a time and then go back again the next day and the next day. <laughs> but that's just, I'm a single person living by myself. I don't have a family. I don't need to buy a lot at once. But, um, no, I would say it has not changed my personal shopping habits. You're probably a lot more effective. I mean, you walk into a store and you know where things are. Oh, let me tell you, man. <laughs> I am the guy to go shopping with, man. I, Yeah. Yeah, most stores in San Luis, I know where everything is, uh-huh. but that's nothing to brag about. <laughs> no, no. I mean, it's it's part of being good at, at what you do. True. Yeah. How about the demographic? Do you know, is there a particular demographic that tends to use the home shopping service, home delivery service? I would say it might be socioeconomic related. A lot of places I deliver to are probably in a higher tax bracket than myself, but you have a whole range. You have uh, disabled people who use the service. You have families who use the service. I personally regard it as a luxury, you know, because we all went to the store for a long time by ourselves before COVID, and then this ease of delivery kind of changed things a little bit. 
But um, yeah, so uh, as you said earlier, um, ever since COVID, people got into that habit or whatever of just uh, calling it in. Are most orders uh, more or less than 10 items? Um, well, that's going to correspond to the dollar amount. So I usually will hold out for bigger orders. Um, you get the whole range, man. Sometimes you got one or two things that people need, and sometimes you got two shopping carts full of stuff. So it really ranges. Personally, I try and go for the larger orders because that's where the money is. And we sure. Like money. And so then you're paid as a percentage of what the total bill is? Correct. And also mileage is factored into it. I will go into the farthest known reaches of the universe in this county. I've gone to places I never knew existed, and I grew up in this county. So that's kind of cool. I've been able to see a lot of this beautiful, beautiful county that we live in, that I, areas I never knew existed. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned um, being in the parking lot of a store. Um, is it safe to assume that then a lot of people... Do they designate, I want you to go to Costco to go shopping for me, or that I want you to so go? So a particular order will come up, and the per, the store that you're shopping at is designated. Um, this is an order at Ralph's. This is an order at Costco. Uh-huh. In particular, the service I work for, if you go to where the actual store is, you get the job sooner. There's a little circumference around the store. You can see it on your app, and... Um, and you're going to get a job sooner than somebody who is five or ten miles away. So oh. it behooves you to go to the actual location that you want to shop at. So then the service knows your location when they're sending the job out? Mm-hmm. GPS, yes. Huh. Well, that's... That, and so it makes sense. Um, I, I would think that, say, a Costco order generally might be bigger than a Ralph's order. Man, you should do this job, Gary. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Typically, um, yeah. Uh, huh. Well, um, and you said that that you've seen uh, a lot of growth uh, in the business, a lot more usage, broader usage. I believe that it has grown for sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think people have just gotten used to the comfortability of having food delivered to them and not having to go out and get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there a way for customers to tip, or is there usually no tips? Yeah, there is. It's included in the app, and sometimes people will just give you cash when you deliver. And I like those people. Thank you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, everybody, you've been listening to the Dave Conklin program on News Talk KVC, 920 KVC, and I will mention that again. Craig, I'm going to mention again our hometown radio station. Our guest has been Travis Myers, and Travis has been telling us about the home delivery service. And I think one of the important things that you said um, is be mindful. They're doing the best that they can. They're being careful and trying to get you the best product. Um, So, yeah, give them a break. All right, everybody, you've been on the Dave Conklin program on News Talk 920 KVC. This is Gary J. Freiberg. Thank you so much for being here. Been my pleasure to be here on Hometown Radio. Take care. We'll see you next time. Have a good evening, everybody. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kbec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911.